Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jeep and Bubba podcast. I'm your host, Brad, Jeep and Bubba Koran, and today we're going to discuss the off-road industry. You know, the reason I started my YouTube channel a couple years back, same reason I started my Instagram page for Jeep and Bubba, and the, really the same reason I started this podcast is because, well, I just thought it was selfish to not share some of the inside information that I get with other off-roaders and Jeepers, and I think I have a very unique insight to an industry that otherwise people wouldn't necessarily think about when they're purchasing parts and products. So I've spent the last 10 years in the automotive industry, but more specifically spent a little over, say we're about six years now into the aftermarket world and worked for different manufacturers. And um, now I run my own shop. So I, I have some insights to what's going on in the off-road industry. And if you happen to be in the market to buy parts, something aftermarket, let's just say a bumper, some wheels, some tires, well, you might find out that things are going on that you might not be used to. Maybe you're actually just an avid off-roader, you're into the hobby, you're into jeeping, whatever it might be, and... Uh, you just want to hear kind of what's going on in the, in the industry as a whole. Well, I want to cover something that's kind of specifically happening in the industry, and then I'll give you some macro overlooks of what we're seeing. So 2020 was a weird year for everybody. Um, one thing that we saw across the board was that shows weren't happening. So what, by shows, I mean you know public events, uh, there's there's big shows that are held all over the nation. You got Jeep Beach, you have um, uh, Bantam Jeep Festival, you got all the different different Jeep Jamborees. You have uh, Topless Day, Jeep Invasion, and Pigeon Forge, and, and they have them out in California as well. There's unlimited off road events. There's also there's I mean if you Google you could and those are just big ones. You can find uh, regional ones, but if you Google. You can find all sorts of Jeep events. Uh, you can stay busy 24-7 with these, with these events. Um, and, and I, w- I want to say 90% of those got canceled, if not more than that number, which really led to a weird situation in the industry. You know, one little insight I can give you is I saw less marketing this year um, from off-road companies than ever before. Now, that might be for a couple reasons. One, the 2020 was actually a huge year for overlanding. So the overland market, which I would consider a part of the off-road market, is uh, you know people who are doing vehicle camping. They're uh, doing more of this off-grid, uh, multi-mile travel off-road, uh, point A to point B, staying out for multiple days camping. You see them with the rooftop tents, the fridges, that kind of thing. Those folks grew in massive numbers this year well why the camping as a whole became a bigger thing because people were in their houses they were quarantining and they were looking for something to do they're maybe working from home now and they they just wanted to get out and get away from things and uh and do it safely so you know what better way than to go out in the middle of the woods and sleep in a tent very safe activity yeah it keeps you socially distanced and uh it's an enjoyable thing to do it's relaxing well that space had a huge explosion this year. Uh, also, the offer industry as a whole, I've seen grow as well, uh, steadily. And, but I will say that there was some stall. And what I mean by stall is uh, you could see uh, 
just a little bit of slowdown and uh and i would say in the rock crawler section of the industry now this are these are just my humble opinions but i think what we saw in that is people maybe not spending so much of their uh extra money on building these crazy builds when they have nowhere to take them and show them off uh now people who are doing it purely as a hobby might have stayed on it you know and i'm talking about folks that are uh uh rock crawling all the time and that's their hobby then you're always breaking stuff you're always working on them but people were building kind of show builds for rock crawling and they might wheel them here and there i saw a little bit of that slow down just a little bit and then in the overland side like i said i saw a huge increase now one of the things we saw in 2020 is companies having to close down for a certain amount of times uh some states deemed them uh to be Essential, some didn't. Uh, JCR Off-Road, I know, closed for uh, 30 days at one point there in Michigan, which, you know, Michigan has all sort of things going on up there. And uh, us, for instance, with BlackBerry, we were considered essential. Um, but it was a weird time. It was, uh, it was a weird time for us because we just opened our shop in, in downtown Buford, and uh, uh, it, it was it was odd. Now, I will say we saw a huge increase in business um, uh, in 2020 with the, with the stimulus checks. And as those came through, uh, we definitely saw some, some business increase. Now, this is definitely not a 2020 recap, but a little context helps. Going into 2021, with stimulus, with, with tax refunds coming through for people, and a little bit of confidence that this whole COVID thing is going away, people getting a better idea uh, of where they might stand in their jobs. And um, we've seen a massive, massive uh, surge, not just in my shop, but we've seen a massive surge in the entire off-road industry. Things are being sold at a ridiculous rate. It's one of the the best times uh, to have been in the industry. As far as sales are concerned, but as far as parts and stock are concerned, it's been one of the worst. And I'll give you some for instances. Currently, I'm aware of uh, Nitto, Toyo, Falcon, uh, Mickey Thompson, um, BF Goodridge being out of 35 and 37. 12 and a half, 17 inch tires. Now that's a very, those are very common Jeep sized tires. And, uh, talking to, to the manufacturers found out that they had a huge surplus going into 2020. And some of the plants had to be closed down during 2020. And so then they got behind right now. They're struggling to get materials. Um, there's all sort of conflicts in manufacturing. There's trouble people getting rubbers and plastics and it's not just the off-road industry it's it's actually almost all industries uh across the board some people are having a lot of uh really a struggle to get raw materials and the cost of raw materials are going up significantly and so this has lended itself to be a little bit of an issue uh all across the board we're seeing longer lead times on uh parts that are typically in stock uh, that are usually easy to get. Uh, our customers are having to be patient, and they're and they're getting frustrated in many ways with us as a shop. But with, I'm sure the same thing. I've seen it. I just saw yesterday 
somebody was calling on extreme terrain because they didn't have something they wanted in stock. But uh, the manufacturers don't have it in stock. In fact, a lot of these places are way behind, and we're looking at maybe midsummer before they catch up. Part of this is because things are made overseas. Part of this is because raw materials were just not getting produced and these people had a stockpile and they were trying to get these things sold and they slowed down their manufacturing but now everything's kind of ramping up people are 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 a little bit more confident in the money that they're spending they're seeing the light in the tunnel of this whole covid thing and a lot of people have now realized that they're going to be working from home and so they have a little bit more time they're cruising the internet they're looking at parts they're thinking about things and honestly we can't look back at 2019, 18, 17, 16, whatever. We're in a new world. Consumer behavior is absolutely 110% changed, and it's not going away. And what means am I talking about? Retail will never be the same. E-commerce is now just basically taking over how people purchase things. And what I mean is people buy things online. I have a struggle right now with Really good customers that I've done really good work for sometimes just show up with parts and they say, well, I'm just used to buying online now. I saw a good deal. I just had to buy it. They're not really giving us a chance per se to maybe price match or see if we can get the same product, which we can. And it it does tend to lead to some frustration, but you have to understand um, that the way that things are working with e-commerce or something's in stock, people are able to really do a lot of their own research and they're able to compare prices where typically if you walk into a retail setting at a shop, uh, they're going to push whatever their favorite brand is and they're going to show you the catalogs that they have there. They might show you what they like. It gives you a little bit more freedom, a little leniency, a little less pressure when you're shopping. And now with Amazon, you're getting things you know, a day out, two days out, three, four days out, and that's really convenient. You're not relying on somebody to order it for you. Now, one headache this is that you that shop owners run into with this is well what if the parts don't fit or what if they're not powder coated you didn't read that what if you needed to buy some extra parts to install them and then for some reason if you need to warranty those parts now you have to be the person who warranties it not me and if i have to take a bumper off or if i have to take a part off just to get a warranty, I have to charge to take it off and put it back on, which is a pain um, for the customer. And so these are things we're going to be running into, but the market's changed. And so shops are going to have to be flexible. They're going to have to work with it, or they won't. But you know what? The market's always right. The people are always right. So for me at my shop, we're going to work around what our customers' needs and wants are. And sometimes it's not our favorite thing in the world, but we're going to work with them because the market's always right. And what I mean by that is if people enjoy shopping online better, I need to do a better job at having a better online store. And we've seen that. Everyone has a website now. Everyone's trying to sell something online. We're all selling the same products. And really the only way to differentiate ourselves is our personalities and brands and things like that because map policy, map pricing policy sets us all at the same pricing. And then the other thing that's going to set us apart is whether or not we have it in stock or if we're willing to fight to get it from the manufacturers. And I've, I've been searching high and low for some 37, 12 and a half, 17s for the last week or so. Uh, and it, honestly, it's a struggle. And, you know, the customer knows the exact size tire that he wants. He knows what tread pattern he wants. And I don't blame him because what he wants is a, is a Toyo and it's a good tire. 
But we're looking at all different options because he has a time limit. These are the things that we're going to be running into in 2021, and they're going to change as we go through. But right now, as a you know, telling you as of today, there's things like that happening in the off-road industry. Um, so you're going to see shortages. People are going to have to be patient. And um, I, I think, honestly, your best bet's going to be buying American in, in the next six months or so. Uh, thankfully, Nitto and Toy will have a plant here in Georgia. Hopefully, they'll be able to ramp up some some tire production uh, in, in there and, and maybe hire some more people. But one of the things that we're seeing in almost every industry, and I know this for certain in the off-road industry and in the automotive industry, is there is actually a shortage of skilled laborers. And so that's lending itself to slowing down manufacturing. Um People are, you know, going to college. They don't want to be in the blue-collared scene necessarily, and then the ones that are, they're wanting more money, and they're and they're not skilled. So these companies are having to do training. Uh, I know Fox just moved up here uh, near us in Brazelton, up here in Gainesville, Georgia, and they're hiring like crazy, and they're taking guys and they're giving them a little bit of tech training over at Linear Tech, and they're getting them in here running CNCs. These guys have have tons of CNC machines, like like hundreds of CNC machines because they're manufacturing and trying to make parts for not just the aftermarket world, but, but for OEM and things like that. So hiring has lended itself to be an issue. And it's so funny when you're, when you're just thinking about off-roading, uh, and a, and a hobby sort of thing, you don't think about how the whole geopolitical climate is going to affect how you want to build your Jeep. And that typically hasn't been an issue over the last few years. But COVID, the pandemic itself, and having a little bit of a presidency change. Now, I'm not blaming a policy of one person or another. I'm not actually trying to make this a political conversation. I'm actually just kind of stating the facts as I'm seeing them. But as we're seeing some policy changes and the global economy has been doing different things, people handled the pandemic differently all over the world. Different states handled it different. Different companies handled it different. We're seeing a little bit of confusion. The, the shops are trying to do the best they can to get the parts for their customers. And honestly, there's had to be a little bit of give and take. And that's the weird thing that's going on uh, right now in the industry as far as uh, shortage in parts, shortage in workers, skilled laborers. And um, and I think customers are going to find some frustrations uh, going forward in the future, finding shops that have good mechanics, good techs. Um, not every shop or not any shop is going to be perfect. Uh, there's always going to be mishaps. That's just the nature of, of doing installations, especially aftermarket. Um, one thing I hate, and it happens occasionally, if someone comes in the shop and they immediately need to rush off with the vehicle, that's not a great feeling because I'd love to go test drive it, make sure that all the clearances are right or everything rides right or there's no lights coming on. Because when you do aftermarket, you have to expect it's not going to ride like stock or OEM anymore, no matter what you do. It's going to have some kind of a trade-off, some kind of effect. And it's something that uh, we're trying to you know, make sure that we catch or we see. And so, But what we're going to see across the industry, and my point that I'm making is, it's going to be harder and harder to find good techs, good mechanics. It's just not uh, something that people are going into right now. If we started pushing our young people into trade schools, we'd still have to wait two and a half, three years before they're out. So, uh, and even then when you come out of trade school, uh, you're not, you're not just, uh, you know, experienced enough to just start doing some of these things. You got to kind of work under other mechanics and learn and it takes time. Uh, you can pick it up quick, 
but um, it's taken me the 10 years that, that I've been in the industry and I've been, I'm ASC certified as a mechanic and went to different schools and things like that. Um, and uh, it, 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 uh, it takes time to gain that experience to be able to work on things properly. Okay, guys, so I did have to take a quick little break. Uh, I know I was talking about uh, just having a uh, uh, fighting guys that are experienced, that are coming out of school, that are trained and skilled laborers for manufacturing or for installing in shops. But I just actually got a phone call from S3 Magazine editor and uh, part owner of S3 Magazine, Jonathan Woolley, and he was just kind of calling me and we're talking Jeeps and a few things. So when he calls, I answer. Um, and uh, it's good knowing a guy at a magazine. But anyways, we were actually talking about uh, advertising and marketing, how we're seeing different trends. People are using social media influencers a lot more often now than they are using uh, you know, print and video and outdoor and uh, TV ads. So it's a really interesting dynamic right now, um, the way things are looking, the way things are headed uh, as far as marketing is concerned as well. But um, it's it's diff it's it's definitely interesting um right now i'm looking at, at for who's innovating what are new products coming out what are what are new things coming out and normally i know those things but because there's not shows there's not a lot of uh by shows i mean there's not a lot of events going on there's not a lot of new things getting released unless people are putting out builds and that's what me and Willie were just talking about uh that nowadays people want to advertise by giving social media influencers free product, and then that's how you see the new product, the different builds coming out, and it's like, oh, what wheels do they use? Uh, and they're using these influencers to basically try to create brand instead of, uh, and which is a fine way to do things. Um, uh, but it's interesting how that's the, some people's only marketing strategy now, and uh, it's the only one that they're using other than maybe uh, a few traditional methods. But some of these, I, I think you got to have a good blend. So some of these uh, traditional methods that they're not uh, typically using, like uh, uh, magazines or reviews, or uh, uh, whether well, they're, they're they're not doing radio or they're not doing outdoor. And I know a lot of people are starting to do podcasts. People are doing. All sorts of different things to get get their brand out there, but I think the answer to all of it is yes. Uh, but that's just an opinion. Uh, but it is an interesting uh, notation to think about in this industry that um, uh, social media influencing has uh, uh, become a career for some people. It's become a side hustle for some people, and uh, because they have a certain build or they're great at taking pictures or video or whatever it might be, uh, their personality or whoever they might be. Um, they have uh, uh, acquired certain parts and then they're putting them out there and they're making a career out of it and uh, or, or they're doing something on the side. It's interesting that that is the marketing strategy for not just these smaller mom and pop shops, but from what we were talking about uh, earlier on the phone, they were actually uh, some bigger manufacturers that are going to that. And, and it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting to see what has happened from 2020 to 2019 and now into 2021 and how we're looking at how these brands are trying to get you to buy their products. Uh, the products that they have, uh, are, are they making new products? Are they innovating? Um, does technology have anything to do with them? And how the manufacturers are actually potentially just struggling to actually get products to you. One, because they're selling them at a, at a, a higher rate. Two, because they can't actually manufacture them fast enough based on labor and based on uh, uh, material, not being able to find material. So I just, I just kind of wanted to come to you guys and talk about 
those few observations that I'd seen in the industry. And, uh, uh, I definitely, I think it, it may affect you in some way because you might see prices change. You might see that the part that you thought you wanted, uh, might not necessarily be available to you. Now, there was one other point I kind of wanted to make, and, um, I'm not saying this is a bad or, or a good thing, but it's something that I've noticed over the last five years. What I've noticed is more and more, uh, large, uh, larger holding companies, corporations, things like that have been buying a lot of the smaller companies. So, for instance, here's kind of a little bit of breaking news. You might not know this yet, but Nitro Gear and Axle was just acquired by a holding company that happens to own Daystar. Daystar is one of the more um, known companies that they own. Uh, it's companies work for Nitro Gear and Axle, and um, and it's interesting. Uh, and it's happening all across the industry. I'll give you another example. Uh, did you know that there's a company? Uh, we've most everyone that's in the off-road industry has heard of Four Wheel Parts. Four Wheel Parts actually owns uh, a wholesale side of their business called Trans America Wholesale. Trans America technically owns Four Wheel Parts, and what they do is uh, they sell parts uh, to little shops all over the United States because they have warehouses that are already helping stock their stores. So then they'll sell those parts at wholesale to uh, to the smaller shops. And what it actually helps them do is when they see a, a smaller shop really being successful, it gives them a data point to potentially put a four-wheel parts in that area. Um, on top of that, it gives them more buying power because they're getting uh, they're able to buy more from manufacturers because they're using all these little shops as well. So they're getting the best price possible. Well, that company actually was acquired a few years back by Polaris. So Polaris is their is now their actual holding company, and they're uh, uh, that's who owns Four Wheel Parts, owns Transamerica Wholesale. Inside of that house of Transamerica is a whole blanket of other little companies like um, uh, Poison Spider, um, Pro Comp Wheels, G Two Axles, um, Smitty Built. All owned by Four Wheel Parts of Transamerica, so you'll see their products kind of first when you're when you're going through um, their website, and they're the ones that they can offer the best deals on because uh, they don't have to adhere to map policy when they own the brand, and and uh, so it's interesting and it's something to think about. Another one, for instance, is Fox uh, Fox Suspension. Uh, a few years back, bought BDS Suspension, who owns JKS and Zone. Uh, the Fox also owns Air Ride. So under that one blanket is Fox. And Fox manufactures products uh, for Ford and manufactures products for Jeep. Uh, and, and I think they've been working on some side by side OEM parts on side by sides. So when you buy the you know the new Raptor, it comes with Fox shocks. You buy a Gladiator, it comes with Fox shocks. Um, and that company <laughs> happens to own some suspension companies that people have known for years now. Um, there's a company called Truck Hero. They own uh, companies like Lund, and now recently they've bought Rugged Ridge. So I, I, we've been noticing this trend, and what it's going to kind of do is make it, especially while we're talking about having a hard time finding skilled laborers and the materials, kind of makes it just a little bit harder for these little manufacturers like Motobilt or JCR off-road or you know something like that that it's a, a smaller company 
and their buying power gets a little bit harder. And then on top of that, uh, you know, they're having to compete um, ultimately uh, with these bigger companies that have a lot more capital behind them. Now, the nice thing about being a smaller company, and this is just a point I'm making, is that they can move quicker. And when the new Jeep comes out, they don't have to have a big meeting about it. They just know that we need to make a bumper for this thing. We need to make it now, be the first ones to market with it, be the best ones to market with it, and see if we can make a reasonable price on it. And then they can adjust as the big company makes their move six months later. So there are some advantages to it. So I just want to bring you guys' attention to some of the things going on in the off-road industry. I'm not touching on every single thing that's out there. I mean, there's a lot going on right now on social media. Instagram used to be the hottest place if you're a Jeep owner. And it still is a great library, but there's other things going on now like TikTok. Um, I see a lot of people in the off-road industry, uh, industry on LinkedIn. Uh, and it's a place where you can connect with a lot of the CEOs, people that are running these companies. You don't even think about the fact that they're uh, such large companies and their CEOs running these companies that uh, don't wheel or don't know anything about off-road or maybe not even own a truck or happen to drive a Prius. Who knows? But it is an interesting thought, and that's why I wanted to bring it to you guys. You may, re- may It may not interest you, but it may interest you just to think that these are some of the things that are going on uh, in the world that uh, that it's your hobby or maybe your passion, and uh, it, it's something to think about as you're making purchases on a product. Um, who am I supporting? Is this a company that's going to stand behind their product? Uh, is it made in the United States? Is it a good product? I mean, recently, uh, not to knock them, but Warren was purchased by uh, Keystone, and um, Keystone is just another one of these companies that, that is a wholesaler. It's, that's what we call a WD. So they're a wholesale distributor, and they and they bought Warren because it's something that every wholesaler is going to want to buy. Uh, there's another company called Meyer. They're in um, Indiana. Well, they're based out in Indiana, and they're a big WD, a wholesaler distributor. And uh, and so you'll see these companies they'll, they'll buy uh, things like Warren, and it gives them a way to make more profit on a product. But what they did was they sent some of the products overseas. So Warren was. Uh, uh, typically manufactured in Oregon, and uh, uh, now it's designed in Oregon. And some of the products are still made stateside, but the new VR series is made in China. So, when you're thinking about maybe buying a Smittybilt winch or uh, versus your Warren that you typically knew was that U.S. product, uh, maybe you go with the Smittybilt, or maybe it's not a selling point, or maybe you think you know what's Warren? They've been great for forever. I actually would agree with you that I do think it's still a great product because they have high standards, still engineered here in the United States, still use the United States. They still have a great brand. Um, so those are just some points. Uh, there's a lot to think of when you're thinking about uh, uh, the industry as a whole, what's going on with politics and the economy and the you know even what's going on with COVID. And as things change, we're seeing people getting uh, vaccinated. We're seeing the numbers going down. Uh, not getting too deep into why those things are happening or whatever, but we're seeing people have confidence that they're, this is going to end soon. And a lot of places are pulling away mask mandates and things like that. It's going to, that in itself is going to make a little bit of a change in the industry, but I don't think we're ever going to step away from the fact that we've moved into a heavy e-commerce world. We're seeing big corporations buy a lot of the smaller ones because that's the only way that it can really work. And we're seeing companies that, no longer like making companies 
They're not making businesses. Um, they're not thinking in terms of, uh, I'm going to own this business for 30 years. They're thinking of, I'm going to work there for seven or eight years or 10 years, and uh, then I'm going to sell it and I'm going to retire. We're seeing those kind of companies being built. And so sometimes their products and customer services um, reflect that. And uh, some of these people are thinking about, uh, I want to open a business or I want to be a social media influencer because I just want to travel and I want to do this for free and somebody pay me. And um, they're all great thoughts. You can do whatever you want. This is a great country. We have a lot of freedoms and there's a lot of capitalism, which uh, lets people uh, do whatever they want to do, whether it's uh, be a social media influencer or, um, you know, be a guy that changes world for a living. Whatever you like to do, that's absolutely fine and cool and dandy. But I just want to bring some of these things to you guys' attention as uh, maybe just a little insight on the industry. And I'm glad that I'm able to share it with you. I know, I like, like I said, I didn't cover everything, but those are some of the new trends, new little things in the news that I'm hearing right now. And, um, you know, it's going to be interesting how 2021 shapes up. I think it'll be 2022 before we're back in full swing as far as uh, business and economics and everything goes. Uh, but if you have any questions about the offering industry, don't hesitate to hit me up. Here's how you can do it. I'm going to post this up on LinkedIn, so you can definitely direct message me on LinkedIn. You can uh, email us, info at blackbearoffroad.com. You can also message me on Instagram or Facebook. You can look me up on your Jeep and Bubba or on Black Bear Offroad. Either way, whatever works for you, whatever is your easiest way to reach out. If you have any questions about the industry, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd be glad to uh, to give whatever information I might have. Or if you might have a comment to me, or maybe you don't like something I said or you want to correct me in some way, I'm totally fine with that too. But I uh, appreciate you listening. Um, and uh, what we're going to try to do on this channel is keep some quality content coming your way. As I mentioned, the offers industry, offered industry has been busier than ever. And that is no exception at Black Bear Off-Road. It has literally been uh, our most profitable and the busiest we've ever been in the last few months. And we really appreciate our uh, friends and fans and, and customers who have made that possible. And we continue to ask for your support and your business. And uh, so if, if you're thinking about buying an off-road part, please check us off, check us out at blackbearoffroad.com. And uh, if you want some more content that's like this, please check out our YouTube. Just go to youtube.com backslash C backslash Jeep and Bubba. Just Google search the Jeep and Bubba channel. We put out a weekly video on there about trail riding and Jeeps and all that. So go check it out. Follow us, subscribe, like. Hope there's an adventure plan in your future. And uh, well, Folks, eat your prunes and we'll be seeing you.